When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome, everybody, to the eighth edition of Chicks with Dig from Boxing Asylum. Uh, joining me today, Joe Kennedy. I'm your host, Matt DiGiannardo. Going to be going over what has been a few months of action since we have last uh, seen you, uh, folks. Uh, just recently, I uh, had a welterweight unification uh, that was going on uh, between Jessica McCaskill and Sandy Ryan, which ended in a much disputed draw in a fight that uh, at least the announce crew seemed to think that uh, Ryan was bossing. But um, I myself kind of thought this one, Joe, it was kind of, for me, it was one of those where I thought McCaskill might have gotten a draw out of it. Maybe it leaned Ryan. And I kind of felt similarly about the recent Sinisa Estrada fight as well. And I, I thought her opponent um, seemed like uh, she might have had an argument for a draw. But again, I leaned Estrada. There have been a couple of close ones here recently. Yeah, I think um, certainly with McCaskill, I think the writing's been on the wall, so to speak, um, on her career for a little bit. I think due to her style, it's it's a high output style. She's not the most technically proficient. She kind of falls in on her punches a little bit. And once that athleticism was going to start waning, you could kind of see her, her, her decisions get a little bit closer that she won and then, you know, expecting her to get turned over by a lesser opponent who I would have expected – would have expected her to beat Sandy Ryan because I'm not wholly impressed by Sandy Ryan, but I think the fact that this is a draw, and I think probably if it had happened three or four years ago, McCaskill would have swept this one. I think it kind of shows the direction that McCaskill's going. She's probably concentrating a little bit too much in the commentating game at the moment. Well, and I, I, I have to wonder um, if, if the many prayers of Argentina weren't uh, heard by the ears of God and uh, and the best that Ryan was able to come away with was that draw. But, you know, I thought that she honestly, she looked sharper than she had. I was kind of surprised that she gave uh, McCaskill as many problems as she did. Um, she, she definitely did better work on the inside than I expected. Uh, but uh, it was a close fight. It was definitely a, a, a close fight. Uh, what I thought could have gone either way. I wouldn't mind necessarily a rematch. Uh, we'll see what that happens. That was in Florida. You know, honestly, I don't think McCaskill gets that draw um, in uh, in Ryan's neck of the woods. Uh, but uh, we'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens with the rematch. There might be a little bit of uh, 
of uh, appeal for that one. Uh, yeah, Ryan is petitioning for it, and in the in the UK, I've seen it on Twitter. She's asking for it to be in Derby, where she's from. So, I think she'll she'll take every bit of home advantage she get. Yeah, and you know, even if they, they don't get that headlining fight uh, right in her backyard, uh, it, it wouldn't be a bad uh, co-main with something else. Um, I, I I think it. It, it, it does stand to be entertaining for those who didn't catch it. Be sure you get on that one. Uh, and also, you know, reminded me again, another close fight that we saw from a few months back was uh, Sinisa Estrada against Leonela Paola Udica uh, in a fight where uh, Udica definitely surprised. She's not much of a puncher, yeah. but she um, caught Sinisa uh, off guard quite a bit there, Joe. And I, I just was watching it back again, and I just can't help but think that Estrada would have made her life so much easier if she would have just got behind the jab even a little bit, uh, pretty much missing from her arsenal that entire fight. Yeah, she has a tendency to um, drop the fundamentals a little bit and kind of go all out um, from an attacking perspective, you know, to the detriment of her own defensive game. I think, she, you know, her footwork notwithstanding, um, she does kind of leave herself in, in, in difficult positions coming out of uh, combinations that will leave herself open. You think that someone with a, with a big punch might be able to time her in between shots and cause her real issues. Um, someone maybe with a big bit more pop than Utica uh, might get her in real serious trouble. Um, and I think, you know, there's probably a couple of fighters out in the, in the smaller weights maybe who are showing some signs of having that kind of power. So hopefully we'll see. Sinisa in, in closer fights like this in the future because I think up until now she's kind of had it all around own way a little bit uh, she, she's fought a couple of good fighters on the way up but um, you know this is this is the first time in quite a while we've seen her tested and, and not sweep a sweep a, a, a 10 a 10-0 win or, or, or get an early knockout so I think I think it's good 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 for Sinisa to, to be in these kind of fights to be honest Am I wrong to think that it looked like she has slowed down a little bit too? I just, I didn't quite see the explosiveness. Yeah. Um, she, I mean, she is 31 now. She's, she's, she's not a, she's not a young lady anymore. Yeah. And I'm trying to remember, wasn't there like some commentary about her being sick in the lead up to it or on fight night, you know, having a cold or something like that. It's something clanging around the back of my brain that, that, that's saying that maybe she wasn't hundred percent tip top. But I, I can't say for sure, but yeah, you know, I think I've not. I think thirty-one may be on the other side of your your peak for a female fighter. I think for the males, it's probably not the case. But I think time will tell with with, with the female side of the sport whether or not these girls reach their peak, kind of in their in their late twenties, maybe a little bit earlier than 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 the, than the men who seem to get their man strength a little bit later, so to speak. But you know, she also hasn't taken a bunch of damage. I mean, considering no. she's you know she's a twenty-five fight veteran, multiple weight champion, but you know, ten twos and a pretty much easy go of it the the entire way, just based on the talent gap. So the she's only not thing, shop worn. Yeah, the only thing that I would say against that would be uh, the rumors of her sparring. Um, apparently, she's an absolute savage spar in the LA. Uh, rink and she's been sparring boys for about yeah. 20 years now too yeah that's what i was gonna say like you know uh if you believe everything sergio mora says which which i would cancel anybody not to uh she's been fighting you know boys and she was you know a young teen going into gyms and just you know fighting man woman or child and, and if that's the case and she's been racking up the miles in, in the gyms then you know regardless of whether you have 25 10 twos or or, or 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 more fights under your belt those years of, of, of sparring do accumulate over time as well so maybe we're seeing the impact of that well and i'll tell you there's 
there's there's a few fights out there that I think could definitely be trouble for you. And if she's not on top of her game, I think Yacosta Valle just might have her number. Mm-hmm. She Yacosta has been looking fantastic in all of her recent fights. Uh, she looked good just last week or the week before against uh, Maria Macheo Santizo. Uh, pretty much taking the entire round of uh, the entire fight. The only thing she didn't do was drop her opponent. Um, in uh, three-minute rounds, um, I, I don't think that uh, she would have had any problem finishing that off. But I just, when I see Valle, I just she might not be um, as explosive as Estrada. She might not quite throw as good a combinations as Estrada. But I think that she's just more of a um, traditionally kind of balanced fighter. And I, I just think her her good technique um, and and consistency could definitely uh take a fight over Estrada. That I mean that really in my eyes is 50-50. I'd be I'd be putting a bet on it just if I see uh you know someone's getting better than even money just because I think it could go either way. Yeah, I um Acosta's fundamentals are really impressive. The jab one two and then bring the left hook in behind it as well, which he kind of introduced a little bit later on in the fight. Um was very impressive. I think she's I don't know if I, I, I. You wouldn't read too much into the the feet against them. She has a there's a common opponent there. Oh, Tiny Tina. I think she was beaten by Tiny Tina back in 2018. You know, since then she's on a 12 or 13 fight win streak. And yeah, I'd agree. I think that um, I'm not sure that the bookies would have it as as a 50 50. I think they'd probably lean Sinesia, but um, it's probably it's probably as good a 50 50 in uh, on paper anyway. I think it's definitely the fight to make as well. I think that would be the unified minimum weight as well. So hopefully they can they can just get this squared away and 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 have the fight happen next. So I think it's a really good fight. Um, and yeah, Vaya has looked better and better. I think uh, as I've seen her as well. Um, just very very good fundamentals. Um, doesn't doesn't shift around and move around the ring quite as well as as Anisia, uh, and, and and the combos aren't as flashy but um i think sinisa has a has a habit especially later on in the fight of of her arms getting a little bit loose and a little bit wide um and her, her the arcs of her punch is just 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 softening a little bit and i think via seemed to have a little bit straighter shots um just be a little bit more technically sound um particularly towards the end of the fight when when, when people get started to get tired and the, the technique starts to wane so yeah, I think that's a really interesting fight, um, and hopefully it's one that they make next because it'd be good to see a, a unified champion down at those weights. Well, and I, I think if I'm looking at 105 and 108, I, I think uh, any combination of Estrada, uh, Valle, or uh, uh, Neri Plata, I, I think that, the, that those are all good fights, um, and and I consider them in my head all 50-50 fights probably. So, Yeah. Um, you know, make make those make those happen. As far as uh, as far as I'm concerned, uh, the fight that n- is not going to be being made uh, quickly, unfortunately, as here it seems um, Savannah Marshall is out for injury, uh, is going to be her against Shadeja Green. Green is going to be granted some sort of a chance for an interim belt or some crap like that. Uh, but they're uh, definitely on a uh, collision course following uh, Marshall's victory over Franchon Cruz Desern and uh, Green taking care of a little bit of business against Olivia Curry, unfortunately going the distance in that one. Uh, we'll start off with Marshall against Cruz Desern almost uh, three months ago at this point uh, there, Joe. But yeah. um, it was uh, 
it was a fight where uh, just the greater technique seemed to seem to win out at the at the end of the day, and uh, and, and Desern just uh, could not seem to find a comfortable punching distance. And whenever she tried to make it sloppy, Marshall just kind of tied her up, and and that that was that. Um, I guess, I guess we didn't learn anything new about Savannah Marshall in that fight, but she is now a, a two weight champion, uh, unified now, uh, undisputed at 168. Um, what did you think of that performance? Yeah, it was a bit of a sloppy fight. I, I, I think I've made my opinions on uh, Savannah Marshall's style now and before that. It just doesn't rub me up the right way. I think her style is just a bit, it's a bit awkward. It's a bit, I think it's about offsetting the tempo of the other fighter. It's a bit, twitchy and then yeah she has a, she has a powerful right hand coming in behind it but uh it just it's something about that peter fury style just it just rubs me up the wrong way a little bit she just reminds me of like a a middleweight female a middleweight female huey fury or something like that um but i yeah uh, it wasn't it wasn't a great one for the eyes i don't think um but yeah definitely marshall a better fighter between her her and cruz's urn um i think that the, the green fight makes sense then next for 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 savannah marshall when you put two big punches like that together that's potentially if that if that fight catches fire that could be a really really good fight um i think the the, the cruises are in marshall matchup just didn't seem to gel like you said there was a good bit of holding on uh cruises are just didn't have the the punch or the output really to to make marshall have to dig in to you know the deepest entrenches of her skill or, or her talent to kind of get the win. I think she, she almost won it in kind of fourth or th- third or fourth gear. But um, I think that um, the Shadeja Green fight, unfortunately, she didn't get the KO in the last fight. So it's not like she's got the huge momentum that she kind of did going into that fight. But I still think that's a good fight. And uh, if the Savannah Marshall fight is off because she's injured, maybe get her and Cruz's earning um, and see if she can she can get the knockout there. But um cruises are i wouldn't ride off either in match today's your green fight because green is pretty untested as well and and, and discern has been around the block well and i really like that shadage is working with ann wolf now well that that was the de- development that that i i liked even though she didn't get the stoppage in that fight when when i heard ann wolf is in her corner <laughs> i'm like all right all right this is some real shit right here um because that that means that ann like she, she sees something right there and um i, and the I focus is right Pardon, and it also means the focus is right. That you know, Green is not out there trying to be a boxer. That she knows, hey, I've got dynamite in my right hand, and I need someone to teach me how to detonate. Yeah, yeah, and and she's she. I I think Ann Wolf is just such a no bullshit person that that she's not going to tolerate anything with with uh, with uh, Shadesia getting a little bit. Uh, you know, if she gets a little bit off the training regimen or anything like that. I mean, we've, we've seen the video of, uh, you know, and running them boys down, you know, like, uh, she's definitely not going to take no shit off of a woman herself there. Um, cause I, I wouldn't doubt uh push comes to shove that Anne could still uncork a right hand and, and, and Shadeja's yeah. night in the gym. <laughs> yeah, ask James Kirkland, I'd say. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I was, man, I was watching Kirkland and Gulo the other day and what a freaking fight. I mean, the, and if, if she, if, 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 uh, you know, I would love for this to be a slugfest between, uh, Marshall and green 
And I would love for it to come down to just that Ann Wolf Jim endurance and see what happens. Because I think they they just been working together that one fight, but I did see her drop off her output later on in the fight. So I'd like to like to see a little bit up in that cardio and stuff because what what worries me potentially, Joe, is I mean Marshall can punch herself. I mean she's no freaking slouch. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know that she's the puncher Green is, even though uh, she's faced the better competition. Um, but I I do believe that. Shadej is probably most dangerous in the first five or six rounds, and then it all depends on what kind of juice she has left and what uh, Marshall can do from there and what she might have had taken out herself. Yeah, and I think what's interesting as well is on the other side of these big punching females, what the chins are like on, on, on the, the fighters who are receiving them as well, because it's a big unknown in, in, in female sports, obviously, or not female sports, the female boxing girls with unbelievable chins. Like, I you could point to Katie Taylor, obviously having having a great chin and great recovering abilities that she's shown in, in the Serrano and, and Cameron fights as well. But um, you'd wonder, you know, we saw Terry Harper get absolutely rewired from a punch by Alicia Baumgartner, and um, she hadn't shown any real frailties or, or 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 lack of chin before that. And you just wonder, you know, if if a big puncher like Green can start detonating on girls, you know. How many? How many of them will be more like a, a a Terry Harper kind of reaction, or a or a um, or a Katie Taylor kind of reaction? You know, these your chin is something that can't really be strictly developed in the gym, right? Um, you kind of you seem to be either born with the with the heart, or, or you're not. And I think um, as we see these female punchers start to become more um, more prolific in the sport, it'll be interesting to see what what the kind of chins are like out there as well. Yeah, absolutely. And it well, the curiosity is, you know, if we end up, uh, in, and we'll get into the fight later, if this tw- uh, 12 threes that Serrano's doing might move into the norm. Uh, I know the WBC has balked at sanctioning this fight, uh, but uh, who knows what can happen? You know, uh, you got to start that trail somewhere. And if anything, uh, Amanda Serrano is definitely a trailblazer in the sport of women's boxing. But we'll get to that fight here in in a couple uh they hit on a couple of other little things here uh down the way um i i think one of the big stories that we have going obviously recently in boxing has been a couple of uh bad uh, uh bad ped test i guess popping positive are the ladies um you you had hannah gabriel's doing that uh, killing off uh, that uh, rematch with uh, clarissa shields uh and then you also had alicia baumgartner uh, having a positive test come in uh, that uh, was shown to be positive just, I think, a couple of days after her fight with Christina Leonard Artu. We did not learn about it for, I think, about 30 days after her fight with Christina Leonard Artu. Um, and I, I tell you what, uh, it's a shame she got ve- uh, revenge for that uh, uh, for only defeat on her ledger uh, there, Joe, and uh, looked good uh, doing it. Um, she really is a fantastic fighter, but... Um, she's a fighter that's probably on uh, some sort of PED. Yeah, it's a real shame, isn't it? Like, I think when we were last talking back in May, one of the things we were talking about was just how good Alicia Baumgartner looked. Um, and in particularly, just the way she, she throws punches, her technique, she, under the stewardship of um, our mate... Um, Tony. Superman Tony, yeah, Tony Harrison, like... He just has her thrown shots and combinations so crisp, so well, so beautiful. Like a, like a, you'd see a, a male fighter, um, and just to see then that she goes and pops positive is just it, it, it is it's it's very disappointing. 
um, you'd wonder what she's on, whether it's something that helps her train harder, train for longer, you know, keep her in the gym longer so that she can work on the on her technique or, or whether it's something that is just trying to boost her power. I, I don't know the details of it enough to, to be able to say exactly what she was on. And, um, but, you know, either way, it, it is very disappointing. And you, it raises uh, suspicions about Tony as well for me. Um, I'd never had suspicions of Tony before, but... Well, yeah, how can you when he's just slumped over in the fucking corner? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. well, you'd wonder then, like, whether... Because he is a hot and cold fighter, right? Like, if you compare compare the performance against Brian Perella versus the performance against Sergio Garcia, and it's two different fighters, you know? Uh, And one way you might be able to uh, explain that away would be being on cycle versus off cycle and, and, and I, I don't want to go down I didn't want to go down that track of not believing fighters and, and, and casting aspersions but I think when you have a, a positive test in the gym like that it's only natural so it's disappointing on a lot of fronts um, look hopefully hopefully she can come out of this in, in, with a six month two year I don't know what 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 what, what the uh what the process is going to be and what the what the punishment's going to be if any or whether this is going to be legal litigated away like Connor Ben or, or whether she's going to sit and do a you know a two a two years a two year stretch and go into bare knuckle boxing like like Kamal Sokolowski you know it's it depends on 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 what your promoter stance is what your what your team stance is and if you have the money to fight it I guess it, um, a time will tell what happens with, with Alicia but definitely it's disappointing because the uh, the matchups that we were kind of considering for her were just met watering, you know. Um, we were talking about a Serrano fight. We were talking about a a, um, a possible fight with a rematch with, with Mayor, um, a possible fight with Taylor, maybe, you know. And, and all those now seem quite far away. Yeah, it's a it's a shame. The everything was lining up uh, for that uh, Serrano versus. Uh, uh, bomb gardener fight that i wanted and uh poof uh, it all goes up in smoke yeah. uh much like uh the colorado buffaloes uh looking like one of the best teams in college football but i digress <laughs> i digress that was a rough day uh mr wellings joining us saying what the hell's going on jay didn't die for this unscripted wednesday night frivolity uh, frivolity <laughs> excuse me um then art castleton uh, uh let's see castellan there we go castellan sorry about that Ayrton. uh says love chicks with digs thank you i appreciate that let's see we also got dr fmg in there jim mcdonald boxing uh i know matt butters is in there f2 uh let's see here i think there was a couple of others abc is was in there as well and we uh, do appreciate everybody that has uh, dropped in the chat. See, Steve, that's that's why we do this is so that uh, people have some joy in the middle of their week. We remember, like, we don't have lives as we've been yeah. so accused of many, many times in the past. Get on to Chicks with Digs on a Wednesday night or else there's no female boxing for you. Absolutely. Well, and if you look at everything going on, I mean, maybe women's boxing is all that will be left. And, and Steve will just have to do it or he'll have to discuss no boxing whatsoever. Well, if, I think if Eddie Hearn had his way, and, and, and that, that probably would be the case, he'd be just paying the female fighters. 
all Sky Nicholson all the time. Oh fuck me! We had That's... to talk about that fight. Actually, how crazy was that? I I unfortunately after I I didn't watch the fight because I just figured it was going to be a bore fest. And then after I heard the gentleman had a heart attack in the corner and later died. I'm like, yeah, I'm just not that morbid that I'm going to go through this <laughs> exercise. Yeah, it was it was shocking. Like the the poor lady was get, was was getting you know on her way to getting uh, she was just getting picked off by by Sky who couldn't really knock out a wank to be honest. She's not the, not not got the biggest punch at all. Like, but um, must must have been pretty hard on the trainer seeing it because yeah, you just kill over at the end of the fight. It was it was one of the wildest things I've ever seen. Um, I think if it had happened obviously around earlier, then maybe the fight would have been called, and and uh, you know the the maybe the event would have been postponed or whatever. But as it was, it was just kind of onto the next fight, you know. And it was just it was very strange, really weird situation. And yeah, RIP to to, to that fighter as uh, as her husband, I think, was actually her coach as well. So it wasn't just losing her coach, but also losing her husband. So yeah, bad day at the office. Yeah, that's a very, very bad day in the office. Peace be with that family. What a terrible way to go. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't say it necessarily the end, event needed to be ended like that, but it wasn't like the grotesque levels of, you know, Owen Hart falling uh, into the ring from, you know, uh, coming oh, yeah. uh, like, but it was, um, yeah, not a, not a pleasant night there whatsoever. Um, somehow, some way, uh, the, the that uh, managed to ruin Sky Nicholson's big moment, uh, which obviously probably made Eddie sad, and God knows we can't have that. Uh, terrible, terrible days. Yeah, Scott, Eddie was probably rubbing one out in ringside before it all happened, so yeah, it must have, must have been very devastating. Absolutely. Uh, Danny asking, what if we have, is this just gone away? Are we waiting for a B-sample? I haven't heard anything since the initial stuff myself regarding Baumgartner. And interesting um, enough, like Baumgartner's response wasn't like a, a hands up mea culpa. It was kind of a, all these, you know, opaque uh, references to the Bible and to my team and, and, you know, fingers up shush emoji and stuff like that. Very strange. Yeah, it's well, and it's the, the problem is it, like the, is the lack of consistency when it's, you know, like like Soklowski or rather the shit you say his name like. You know, like he gets his three-year ban and just goes to bare knuckle boxing. You know, <laughs> nobody cares about that. But you know, other people, it's six months, it's a year. You know, it's it's just it, it depends on the name and how they think it can harm the sport. I think at the end of the day, which is wrong. I mean, that's not justice. Like it's like have you have you ever heard the rumors that the reason that Michael Jordan initially retired is because it was actually due to his gambling habits and he was going to have to take a suspension. So he figured if he just retired instead of being suspended it would preserve his name which would help preserve the sport because basketball experienced such incredible growth underneath him so all that shit about him wanting to be a baseball player to prove his dad right or something like that was, was all bullshit yeah basically <laughs> but he was a shy baseball player so i wouldn't i wouldn't disbelieve i wouldn't you know not believe it <laughs> you know you so everyone says that but he, he wasn't like great in the minors or anything like that but if you ever tried to hit a 90 mile an hour fastball um no <laughs> it, it's ins it's insane it's ba yeah. you like basically have to like swing at the at the time that they release it's it's absolutely freaking nuts 
Um, so like anybody who can do that in general, like they're, you know, coordinated and athletic. I sure as fuck can't do it. Um, How does all... Bill Jackson do and play football at the same time? Oh, he was incredible, man. He was an absolute freak of nature. And that that's one of the worst and most ridiculous injuries that has ever happened to anybody in sports. It just, Anyway, we're getting way off topic here. <laughs> Somehow we managed to get to Bo Jackson. Yeah. Talented like that. Welcome again to the ADD Sports Hour. I'm your host, Matt DiGiallonardo. With me today, Joe Kennedy. Um, so uh, so let's uh, kind of go and not necessarily go in a chronological order, but kind of knock this out of the way and obviously uh, work into what's going on next for her. But, uh, uh, you know, and what was ultimately a, a pointless rematch, uh, Joe, uh, Amanda mm. Serrano beating the living crap out of Heather Hardy again in a fight where the referee probably should have stepped in and stopped it again. Um, you know, Amanda looking good. There was a, that that fight, I think it might have been against Erica Cruz when I didn't think she looked mm-hmm. necessarily as sharp as I had wanted her to be, but she looked quick. Her her, her, her punches were good. Uh, the, she was doing a few things better in the way that I thought her positioning was going to the body, not leaning as much. Uh, she definitely was <coughs> been fixing some of the uh, mistakes she made uh, in the Katie Taylor fight. I can see that for sure. Um, but nonetheless, uh, it, you know, nothing more than than an unnecessarily brutal sparring session for Serrano in this one. Um, so, but uh, did you yeah. did you happen to catch this this uh, vile beatdown? I did, and unfortunately, I caught the first fight as well live. I think it was on the undercard of uh, Haney Abdullayev, and uh, geez, it, it it should have it should have been called at the seventh or eighth round. I remember by the end of that, it was I was there with my wife, and and she could hardly look at it. Poor Heather's um, in the ring; she was in bits. So I was surprised just to see that this made again, and it kind of emerged in fight week that Serrano would wanted to give Heather the fight because um, they were friends, and basically she needed the needed the dough. So just a weird kind of dynamic where. Serrano wanted to just get her friend in the ring to beat the shit out of her again in the same kind of fashion. And, you know, I probably should have been called early as well. Um, but I think Hardy actually popped positive after that first fight as well. Um, so, before, which is which is weird because, she, you know, clearly didn't help her out. She got the absolute piss beaten out of her. But, um, yeah, just, just a strange rematch that never needed to happen. I don't think we learned that and really about Amanda or Heather, um, apart from the fact that we definitely don't need to see a third fight. Um, but I think that Amanda's career now is probably, <clears throat> I think the three-minute the three minute round fights is going to be really interesting to see if this takes off. Maybe this will just be a flash in the pan. It'll just be a chance for her to break a record, another record, uh, and, and, be, and be the first woman to have a, a high-profile 10-3 fight for, for, for a belt. But... 12 3. 12 3. Sorry, it's a 12 3. Wow. 12 3. Oh, wow. The, the, what's, what's a shame is her, her her fight is it's there's no titles up for grabs listed. So I don't know if all the sanctioning bodies are taking a weird look at this. And maybe it's just kind of a turned into a test run for her more so than anything. Hmm. Um, but uh, taking on uh, 12 and 2, Dan, Danila Ramos. Uh, only one stoppage on her resume, so uh, that'll be rough for a rough go for her. And yeah. she's she she wasn't a her losses in her career were up at 130 pounds uh, against uh, Katarina Thanders, who's actually going to be fighting here uh, coming up, and then uh, Alhi Mechaled, who we know is a, uh, at at the very least a really tough gal. Um, you know, who's, who's got some fairly decent fundamentals at the end of the day. Yeah, um, she's good off Bam Gardner last right. 
Yeah, she fought Baumgartner, and then I think she had a really uh, a kick-ass fight with Pursoon late yeah. last year, I think it She's was. She's a part-time fighter, you know. Um, I think when I saw the lead-up to that Baumgartner fight, she had to take like two months off so she could do a proper camp, and I mean, it was only the first or second time she'd done that. So for someone who's you know, only got one foot in the game, she is quite good and quite crafty. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, the, the defeats on her record, not, not bad, you know, got an undefeated fighter and then someone we've seen, uh, give really good fighters some hell. We know that she's not one of the, uh, kind of bums that you run into that, uh, get records against God, I got Central American housewives. I don't know how else to say it. Um, <laughs> don't, don't think of that as sexist. We think of all sorts of ways to talk about male fighters of the equivalency with different terms as well. Um, uh, but so probably being a housewife as well, Matty. It's no, no, no cup of tea. I'll tell you. <laughs> so, so Ramos though what's interesting about her is all her, all her fights at 126 well their last four at least I'm sure earlier in course she might have been there um, three of the four have gone to a split or a majority decision um, you know not the greatest competition either uh, Brenda Karen Carvajal I believe is a former tightlist if I recollect um, but uh, so I don't know it'll be interesting to see my, my hunch is that this is scheduled 12 threes, but it's, it's not going to go 12. Um, the, you know, Amanda Serrano is one of those fighters who consistently has one of those rounds in a fight, even the one against Katie Taylor, where mm-hmm. he said, if that was a three minute round, the opponent's not getting out of it. It's just not happening. Yeah. Her, her punch is just, um, they, they have a thudding kind of staying quality to, to, to her power. You know, she's not necessarily a one punch, knockout artist at the highest level but um you can see the accumulation of her punches having real effect towards like an angulo kind of thing going on yeah and Angu- like a subriel matias kind of thing as well you know he, he gets people in trouble at the end of rounds as well just because of the the thudding accumulative nature of his punches as well so, so I, I, i'd agree i think i think serrano i'd expect her to get this woman out there early um and then i think like I don't know whether she's going to be going for more of these kind of fights like the um you know it's will she will is she is 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 her focus now not on the Katie Taylor rematch is it not on becoming undisputed is it more about you know helping Heather Hardy and her friends get money making money herself and and kind of breaking records and being like a a beacon for the sport as opposed to necessarily being a, a woman at the top and a, a prime of her abilities, you know, trying to take as many belts as she can. I, I wonder whether her focus or her, uh, her alignments shifted at all. Yeah. It, you know, I, I think Serrano or excuse me, uh, uh, Baumgartner popping positive. I, I think that shifted her entire plan. I, I think after the, uh, the Cameron fight, obviously I think the Taylor fight had kind of lost its, uh, lost its steam. Mm-hmm. And, and then, uh, you know, going for, for the, all those belts at 130 pounds, uh, in what would be a really big fight, a good money maker for women's boxing too, um, against Baumgartner that's out the window. So the best that she can do is fight the opponents that are in front of her. And if she can, uh, you know, uh, pave some new ground while she's doing it, I, I think she's willing to do that. You know, like, yeah. you know, as you remember that interaction between her and Taylor, right before her fight, like, I, I think Amanda respects like her position and the moment and, and just realizes that somebody has to do it. And she kind of feels honored that it's her. Yeah, the the pressure doesn't seem to burden her. I think she does. She quite enjoys being at the 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 edge of the sport, so to speak, and or the leading edge of the sport, so to speak. 
and she's a great ambassador for it you know so long as she doesn't go get popping positive for VDs anytime soon i think you know her, her fighting style her dedication um um and her skills you know are, are evident for everyone to see when she's fighting so i think uh, she's definitely a great ambassador for the sport in that sense yeah, and she's you know she's uh, you know putting off motherhood and and the other things that she'd want to do so she can uh, get this done. I, I think that's that is kind of one of the things that separates uh, you know men and women in the sport. You know, Adrian Broner can knock up as many women as he wants, and you know if it doesn't necessarily affect what he's doing in the ring, but women don't have that chance. You you can't be you know get taking body shots when you're carrying a fetus. I don't think the doctor would recommend it. Yeah, definitely not. Even afterwards, man. Like my wife's had two kids, and it's a it's a brutal recovery process. Whichever way, whichever way they come out, like you know, it's um, yeah, it, it would boggle the mind how how someone would be able to do that. Um, you know, in the middle of a career, kind of take a hiatus, have a couple of kids, and and come back. You know, uh, cesarean scars and all. It would be <laughs> it would be quite the achievement. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, Joe, the, the one upside of all the changes in the uh, the laws in the United States is that more women might take up boxing just as a sneaky way to, uh, you know, get that abortion. It's uh, you know, just, uh, just just one of those things that economists call an externality. Um, Body sparring only today, yeah. <laughs> there you go. All right, our trip to the darkness. We had to do it once. This is the boxing I'll, asylum. We do not hide who we are. I'll say that, like, I do uh, boxing here in, in New York City, like, I train in a Church Street gym, and uh, they, there's so many female boxers coming in the door. It's amazing. We've, there's female trainers. I'd say in any group session, you'd have maybe 20 to 30% are female um, fighters, and all ranges of, of, of skill. Um, I think I told you before off-air, one of the last the last time I went sparring, I caught a serious beatdown off some chick um, who was getting ready for a UFC fight, and like she put it on me like no other fella had put it on me before. So, I think the future is bright in terms of the female fighters. I think, you know, as they become more prolific and bigger stars emerge, maybe there'll be a um, a fighter who will kind of break that boundary of having kids and stuff like that, and still being able to fight. Time will tell, but um, I think uh, just wanted to point out that yeah, I think the the female fight scene is 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 good and still growing. You know what I what I worry about is, as it's gaining its momentum is the chances of boxing being cut off as an Olympic sport if they don't straighten out their shit. You know, yeah. if that amateur pipeline is disrupted and that you know that that chasing a gold medal kind of thing isn't there, which I I, I think a lot of people love the the idea of that. I mean, that that's a hell of an accomplishment and something to take incredible pride in. A gold medal, my God! Uh, but so you take that out of the fold, I think it could kill the momentum. I, I know it's a few years away. Twenty twenty four is good to go, but um, yeah, I'm not so sure if they take away in twenty twenty eight if we're going to see the same uh, same run in women's boxing and probably the men's side of the ledger too to some degree definitely and, and more so for the women's because i think that we're riding a wave that had begun back when female boxing was first uh, introduced to the, to the olympics thanks in some part to katie taylor actually who i think could had showcased her skills to an olympic committee to try and prove that you know the sport was merited enough to be to be featured in the olympics so um you'd wonder whether we'd be at this stage and, and talking about women's boxing the way we are if that hadn't happened. So definitely, I think if, 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 if it was to fall out in the 2028 Olympics, it would be, you know, really, really detrimental. And you'd, you'd see that conveyor belt of fighters definitely slow down. 
you know, just speaking from an Irish perspective, you know, I can name three or four Irish women on the on on, on the amateur side who, because the amateur side of, of the sport is so appealing to them, they didn't bother turnover. Um, the last boxing book I read was Kelly Hargan's uh, biography. Kelly is 33 now, and she had, she won Olympic gold in, in Tokyo, and um, no no mention of a pro contractor whether she even considered turning pro in, in her biography she was a an amateur fighter through and through and um yeah if, if, if there was no olympics there for her and um, she just wouldn't have got into boxing um so I, I would be really really concerned if 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 the uh if the sport was to be excluded from the olympics in 2028 so i think it would, it would definitely damage the sport And and just to answer Danny Young's uh, question, yes, she did now. It didn't get answered quite too well. I'll, I'll let you know as well. <laughs> she, she, yeah, as soon as she found that out, she got a little bit more mouthy during arguments. It's like yeah. she wasn't as worried anymore. I don't know. What... <laughs> she saw a little chink in the armor. Um, (laughs) only only trouble from here only trouble from here uh you know it's just a shame that that the olympic committee like came to him uh who is it the aiba uh and said to him yeah we see a lot of weird things here and uh like probably corruption and uh you you probably need to like clean this sport up so what did uh, amateur boxing do they said all right try this on for size we've got new rules but we're going to use the same people. Yeah. Under all options as well. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's very, very, uh, it's really corrupt. I, um, on that end, I, I kind of think amateur boxing has become almost as corrupt as the, uh, bidding process for the world cup at this point in time. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised to see Seth Blatter's fingers all over it. Like it is, it's a, it's a joke. Um, and it's like it's it's not a new phenomenon either, you know. I think you can go back to the the Seoul Olympics and Roy Jones Jr. getting beaten in the final, and you know Michael Conlon in Rio, and like there's like AJ winning his final uh, against that Italian who beat him, and like I think there's it's not just a recent phenomenon. I think the the old Italian saying of the fish rotting from the head definitely rings true here. That it's just from the top down for for generations in that organization, it just seems to be corrupt. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll see how that turns out. Uh, it's a long, drawn out process, but it um, you know when we talk about all the things that uh, are pushing boxing towards its doom, the demise of uh, boxing as an amateur sport, I think, would probably be the final nail in the coffin. It's it's kind of like you know one of those things like you know watch certain ice places melting. If that happens, we're fucked. Well, amateur boxing that that's the big ice piece we're looking at. If it's gone. Yeah, we're probably fucked. It's a canary in our in our mind. It is. It is. And Jim Mc. That's funny because Jim McDonald called me a coal miner's daughter earlier. I'm, <laughs> I'm a coal. I'm a coal miner's grandson, but not a not a coal miner's uh, daughter. Um, at least last <laughs> I checked, I haven't considered going that route. Um, I don't know. You never know. Zoolander uh, saw. It's, it's just being a guy thing. I don't know. Is it going that well for you, Joe? I, it's you know. There's moments. It kind of sucks at times. Though. I don't know. Yeah, it, it, it's a uh, yeah, it's a it's a double it's a double edged sword sometimes, but I wouldn't change it. 
No, no, you, you're, and you can no. change it nowadays. It is an option if you want. To, it is. It's <laughs> you just you know is is the grass greener? It's like I I you know on the other side I think I'd probably keep it trimmed, but that's another story for another day. Anyhow, uh, let's see here. What else do we have? Dina Thorsland also fought uh, in a 118 pound unification uh, battle uh, against Julian uh, Luna Avila. Uh, and uh, what was a close fight for the first part until uh, Thorsland kind of uh, was able to find her distance, find her shots. Um, interesting fight. Um, the, the question on everybody's mind, uh, Joe, is uh, does Ebbs fear, fear Dina? I think, you know, I, I, I want to see Dina fight outside of Denmark first, really, before I would be able to say conclusively um whether she'd have what she'd need to be Ebbs. She probably does now. I'm not I'm not a big fan of Ebbs. I think that she's probably um she's definitely overachieving in the sport for the talent that she's got. She's got a lot of heart and she's got a you know goodwill, um takes a shot, keeps on coming, which you know it, yeah, she's a bad, she's a bad Aussie chick. She, you know, yeah. She's a badass Aussie chick. They're as bad as they come. Fucking man. right. Fucking right. So you know think there's it's going to take a skilled fighter to beat that you know boxing as we know it, it sometimes it has less to do with skill and more to do with will so um i think in the will department you're going to be doing pretty well to beat ebbs um she's fucking strong but um i think that a skilled a skilled enough fighter and, and dina does look like she has that should be should 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 she looks like she should have enough to beat ebbs but again it just it it tickles me a little bit that she hasn't fought outside of Denmark. Um, and I think that uh, maybe she's just getting a little bit too comfortable at home. I'd like to see her go on the road, maybe beat um, beat someone on the road. Maybe uh, I think the Ebbs fight would be good. Or if, if Shannon Courtney's still around, maybe her. Maybe that other Shannon who, who Ebbs beat. You know, just someone to get get your passport out, see what it's like when you're not in your in your home country, surrounded by your home fans, whether... You know, if someone puts it up you, whether you're you're comfortable enough to, to to dish it back, or whether you, you know, your skill just kind of wastes away and, and and you get beaten by a more willed fighter. Yeah, it's it'll be interesting. She, you know, uh, funny enough, uh, parallels with her countryman Mikhail Kessler, who who really yeah. didn't get his uh, his acclaim until he started. Uh, uh, go, heading uh, to other countries to fight and won some, he lost some, but he fought a great run of competition there. Um, yeah, if she ended up being the female Mika Kester, I'll, I'll be on the band train. I'll be on the train for, anyway, following her because he was a great fighter. Man, I wish she could punch like Mikel. That'd be fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that that would be great. Although she saw she had a knockout in her second last fight, right? I think so. No. Oh. God, it's been it's been a while now. We're talking yeah. about a, you're probably talking about a year ago. That, that's yeah, a long time to, that's a long time to remember now. Yeah, I know. It's very <laughs> it's very, it's very uh, hazy for me as well. I'm just, yeah, you think, you think that that should stand out though? Knock out in a women's title fight, but here we are. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and a fight that uh, there was no knockout on. Uh, another uh, women's fight with multiple belts on the line. Marlon of Sparsa getting mm-hmm. a majority decision over Gabriela Celeste Lanis. Um, Asparza, uh, just not quite impressing, uh, the way that she should. I, I have heard rumors of a rematch of that fight, 
uh, potentially uh, being in the cards. Uh, so we'll see. I don't know if you saw that one. I thought that was uh, that was a kind of a draw worthy fight myself. Uh, again, that's been a few a uh, couple months out. I think. Oh no, that was. No, that was a couple months out. So yeah, it's it's been a while, but um, I, another kind of draw worthy fight where I thought the the home fighter got the better end of the the decision. Did you catch it? Yeah, it's, it's a bit hazy for me now because it was a bit of, bit of a time ago. But I do remember um, seeing Asparza's last fight. Um, I, she's 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 decent. Um, I don't think that she's. Um, She's not on still at the level of like a, a Senecia or a Yacastavaya either. Um, I think her work's just a little bit sloppier, maybe not quite got the output or the footwork um, that the other two have. But she's a good fighter. I think she'll come. Um, got a lot of heart, as, as you need to be if you're you know a unified champion. But um, she wouldn't be at the top, top of the, uh, the female game around those weights for me. But... Um, decent fighter i'll say yeah she's had a a good little run here recently i mean her last three fights their opponents have a combined record of uh 52 3 and 2 i mean that's uh, so i mean you can't say that she's been slacking in the uh the level of opponent category there as uh, is is so easy to oftentimes do in the women's side of the sport um we have seen uh, some very odd title challengers uh, hopping into the ring at uh, different moments. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there's a few fights on the horizon here. Uh, you just tell me when you find, when you got one that you have a strong opinion on here. Let's uh, go here. Let's see here. Got uh, this one. I just, uh, I, I looked a bit into her opponent, just could not get into her opponent as a title challenger. Um, Ali Scottney versus uh, Laura Soledad Griffa, uh, the IBF. 122 pound belt on the line. Um, Scottney, a decent enough fighter. Uh, Joe, I don't think this is going to be the uh, fighter, uh, uh, the opponent, which is going to prove her medal at this point in time, though. No, I, I, I saw Scottney's fight before this against that Argentine lady who was the previous holder before she got beaten by Ebbs, I think. Um, and yeah, Ellie, Ellie's she's she's decent. I think it'll take a good fighter to be her, especially if she's. Uh, the home fighter, which, you, which you'd likely be as well. Um, yeah, that should be a pretty routine win, I think, for Ellie. Also on that card, Rhiannon Dixon versus Katarina Thanders, aforementioned earlier in the uh, podcast. That's uh, going to be a 10-rounder, 135 pounds. Uh, let's see here. Thanders uh, is a live dog there. She's been in with some pretty good fighters. Um, uh, she's the girl who used to braid her hair and stuff like that, right? Uh-huh. I, I yeah I that's that's when I kind of got a little bit of feeling on there there's a good handful of potential uh, upsets this weekend there this is definitely one of those times when I would, would tell people hey play a little low money round robin just some dink around money you might be shocked yeah. that you can get she beat that Rachel Ball friend of the pod previous friend of the pod um in Norway so yeah uh, I think um, yeah that that's actually a decent fight I can't say I know a whole lot about Dixon. Um, but I might keep an eye on the odds for that one. For some reason, I think she might have been on the Olympic squad. I can't recollect, though, exactly. Uh, let's see here. Uh, the On the uh, Leawood-Josh Warrington undercard, um, God, I maybe, uh, this fight's kind of been cursed from happening. Terry Harper, Cecilia Brakis, 
the 154-pound belts on the line, one held by Harper, one vacant, the WBO. Um, so we got that. That is a decent fight right there. Um, Break is God. I think Cecilia's got to be 40 years old now. Um, yeah, at least. But Definitely seen the best of her previously, but I also think that Harper's got that vulnerability, um, and it's just you know has not been operating at the same level that obviously Cecilia had in the past. Cecilia's obviously not been fighting hugely regularly due to her age. I think she she'd retired at some stage as well, but um, I actually think that she she might have enough to beat Terry in that fight. But I think that um, Terry. Definitely the, the, the higher weight was suitor. Maybe she'd be able to take a shot at 154. She definitely wasn't able to at 130. She obviously maybe took a little bit out of her trying to get down to that weight, but um, she's probably piling on the fish and chips now at 154 and maybe a little bit better for it. Yeah, and, uh, you know, she's just, the thing about Harper, I mean, she's all right. I mean, I, I, I guess, like, you know, there's been a mellow, kind of equivalent of her skill level uh, has, has scooped up a belt in boxing. Uh, you know, there's nothing that absurd. But, um I wouldn't put her like uh, in in the first or even the second tier. I think of skilled uh, fighters in this day of women's boxing. Uh, just my opinion. Brakus obviously at, in her day was you know an, an A level fighter. It's just a question of you know, what, what her what her uh, level is at this point in time in her career. A couple of defeats to McCaskill. We shall see. Well, regardless, you know Terry at least can 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 go home happy knowing that uh, she's still Canelo Alvarez's favorite fighter. What's that? I think she can go home happy now, knowing that she's still Canelo Alvarez's favorite fighter. Yeah, that, I mean, well, you got that in your back pocket. I mean, well, why not just retire now? What else is there to achieve? <laughs> exactly. Let's see here. Uh, gonna have a fight from Canada on that same day. Uh, Kim Clavel coming back from her loss to uh, Jessica Neri Plata, taking on Evelyn Bermudez. Uh, Bermuda's former ti- former title holder, been in there with some of the best of them. She is uh, currently the IBF and WBO uh, junior flyweight titleist. Um, so I'm trying to think. So that would mean uh, Clavel. No, no, that's still 108 pounds. That's still 108. So she's still at the same weight class she was against Neri. Um, you know, they steered away from that rematch, was, which was on the table, and with good cause. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know that Bermuda's can beat her up the way that that Neri did necessarily, but um still uh I, I i don't know um i i'd be kind of uh, thinking this is a 50 50 ish kind of fight we're seeing from, excuse me from uh canada that uh, on the seventh yeah i i, I definitely think so it's a, it, I, i'd commend kim for going into this fight um not straight off the back of the platter fight you know i think it's just very difficult fight um bermudez has some some good wins in our record and um what I'd be worried about Clavel would be she seemed to run out of ideas against Plata. Um, Plata introduced that left hook in the middle of the fight, uh, started landing it pretty regularly and really busted up Clavel's nose. And she just couldn't make any adjustments in the fight to, you know, to change the direction of the fight or to adapt to the, to the hooks that, that, that Plata was bringing in. And, um, I would just I would worry that uh, if the fight with Bermudez wasn't going her way, whether it's going to result in the same, you know. Um, by the end of that fight, Clavel's nose was in absolute pieces. It was busted up, and she just couldn't get out of the way of 
of Plata's shot. So um, I think if, if it follows the same course against Bermudez, I think Bermudez is going to have the arsenal to maybe even finish her. Um, but it's a, it's a good fight. Um, and I, I commend Clavel for taking it. And Clavel's not a bad boxer herself if, if she can um, if she can try to throw shots and keep her head off the line at the same time. Um, you know, maybe she, if she can pick up a few things in the gym between that Plata fight and uh, maybe she can um, she can go out and beat Bermudez and it would be a great win on her record. And it would be it would go a long way to dispel um, you know the, the, the what must have been a heartache of the, the defeat in that unified. Uh, title clash, so it would definitely put her back on the road towards the titles if she does beat Bermudez. But it's probably one of those fights that's a bit make or break for, her, which is which is um, you know exciting for fans and I guess worrying if you're a King Clavel fan. Yep, and as we know, there are many in Canada. It's actually kind of shocking uh, how many people are coming out for some of these fights out there, uh, headlined by female fighters. Just in general, it seems like uh, uh, the Quebec province uh, just a big fight place. They they seem to love it there. Yeah. I think um, the promotions, uh, what are they called? Eye the Tiger promotions do do some really good shows there, and um, a lot of fighters seem to be managed by or uh, trained by that Ramsey guy as well, Mark Ramsey, who I think is a, is a really good really good trainer as well. Um, he's, he's obviously we've got um, Baterbiev up in up in Montreal applying his trade as well. I think he works with like the Quebec stage sports excellence um the, like he, he was i was looking at his training videos and he's in a state-of-the-art gym that's pretty much put up by the montreal um by by, put up by the quebec uh, state and it just seems really high tech and yeah it's, it's a good it's a good hub for boxing at the moment yeah in fact uh they're enjoying it so much around there four days after this we're gonna get a rematch uh, there, uh, Joe, and it's uh, between Femke Hermans, who took the O of Mary Spencer. Mary Spencer says, bitch, no, coming back, trying to get it this time. They're throwing up the IBF uh, junior middleweight title, which is vacant uh, for this bout. First time the IBO was on the line. Um, Hermans been in there with a good number of fighters. She is on a good run of form here right now. I think four or five straight victories since her loss. Uh, to Savannah Marshall, where she was taken out by the third in the third round. In fight, I thought she might go the was she probably going to go the distance in because I thought of her as a pretty good fighter. Um, uh, I was honestly impressed with that victory by Savannah Marshall. But nonetheless, um, Joe Mary Spencer going to get that revenge, or uh, did she just not learn her lesson? I don't think so. I'd be surprised. Um, but you know, the team obviously. Feels confident about one or two things with regards to the, the matchup that he wanted to take it again. You know, you compare that to King Clavel, her team not going straight into the rematch. Um, I would have been counseling um, Mary Spencer to do the same thing and, and to stay away from um, Herman's. But I think um, sometimes with a fighter, and it may be the case with Savannah Marshall, we were talking again about chains not being tested and stuff. And it could just be a case that Marshall has that pop that Herman's just can't live with can't live with and maybe if Herman's is up against a fighter who doesn't quite have that same level of power and um, it can let her you know her better skills her better her, her better engine kind of take over from a, for a fight and um, you know maybe she'd be able to operate at a high level and um, just as long as she doesn't meet a big puncher like like Marshall and if there's if there's not that many big punchers out there then you could see someone like Herman's go go pretty high in the sport. Well, and I mean, she is only lost to Marshall uh, Cedaros and what was a majority decision to Clarissa Shields. 
Um, and then a, a one defeat to fighter at the time, Alicia Napoleon Espinosa. I don't know if I've ever seen her Fox before off the top of my head. So, I mean, really pretty much only some good names and then a good record on there as well. Um, and she's also been, uh, staying active as well. Two fights this year while Spencer has just been sitting back waiting for that revenge. Um, so we'll see here. Um, yeah. you know, I, I think, I think if, as I recall from that fight, um, you know, Spencer just just kind of got a lesson in the pro game, and I don't think sitting on the sidelines is going to be the way uh, to to uh, to to get revenge. So uh, we'll be looking at that one. I don't know if I've seen odds yet. Be curious to see that one. Maybe they are foolishly uh, taking Spencer to uh, win the rematch. Yeah, and I think like even Sederus, like if you if you look at her record as well, she's been beaten by some good fighters, but you could be, um, you know the. You might be too initially drawn to that big KO loss that she has against Green, you know. And again, she might just have never tasted the kind of power that that, that Green brings, you know. Um, so I think sometimes those those big KO losses, maybe in the women's game, might just be more of a red herring than 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 they may be in the, in the men's game. Well, and she was she was stopped standing too. I think part of the problem with her is she's just that really fair skinned Scandinavian, so everything shows on her too. Like, yeah, yeah, you get touched, you're going to be red. Um, does not do her. Also, I think they got those high cheekbones and yeah. In that fight, she didn't react well to getting hit as well. Though I remember she was she she was stopped standing up, but she wasn't really protecting herself either. Um, so it it wasn't like I didn't think it was a bad stop, even though I had a. I had, I think I had the over. Uh, it was stopped pretty early, so I wasn't necessarily happy that it got stopped when it did. But, uh, <laughs> it was still reasonable. That, yeah, I, I remember thinking that you know, this girl could get hurt, like you know, because she wasn't. She, she seemed to be standing up, but she was dazed and not really present or protecting herself in a very functional way. So, um, yeah, I just think that sometimes the power of these girls, the outliers, um, can 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 just be a little bit of a red herring when you're looking at these matchups. Yeah. Yeah, we, we'll see in that one. Um, it'll be it'll be curious. I you know I almost you know if if you know it might be one of those things. If Spencer gets in there and she's facing the same stuff that she did the previous fight, and she can't seem to find it, you might see a stoppage in this one. Actually, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because sometimes just a, that disappointment of being like, ah, shit, doesn't matter what I changed. It just I don't have it. So, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, we'll see on that one. Let's see here. Keep on going down here. There's a, you know, there's another one. Then let's see here. We're gonna have that Serrano fight. That's gonna be on October 27th. And I thought there might have been one more in there. Oh, we're also gonna have the uh, rematch. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll probably come back for a end of the year show. But yeah, the, we'll have a rematch um, the Saturday after Thanksgiving. Um, I, I know you get to have the pleasure of participating in that holiday now, uh, Joe, and I, I hope that it's everything and more to you. Brilliant. Uh, but uh, we're also a couple days after going to have a uh, Chantel Cameron and Katie Taylor rematching uh, back in Ireland again for the 140 pound titles. Um, I, I, I don't necessarily think in the same way at the rematch with Hermans and Spencer, that, that there could be a stoppage in this one, but I kind of think that Cameron just has Taylor's number. And, and if she, goes in there a little bit more confidently um it, it could even be worse for taylor i just think that they're they're very kind of similar similarly skilled women but a, a a good big fighter beats a good little fighter every day of the week and i think that's what we're running into here yeah that was that was the story of the first fight and i was impressed with cameron how well she was able to establish herself in the fight as well and 
Um, you could tell the difference in punching power between the two girls as well. Like, and that has to count towards something in the, in the scoring. Um, I think that Taylor does usually show an extra wrinkle in, in rematches. She introduced that left hook, uh, the Czech left hook against um, Pursuing really well. Um, and I think I'd expect her to introduce something in this rematch as well that would maybe give her more of an advantage than she had in the first fight. Um, but I don't think it's going to be anything that would be enough to change the tide of the fight either. I think that Cameron, when she gets back on the jab, brings in the right hand behind her um, and start introducing the left hook like she did in the first fight, I think that'll be pretty much the same again. Notwithstanding maybe some more pockets of success for, for Katie early on, but I think Katie's at the stage of her career now and she's on the slide a little bit. Her, her foot speed's not what it was. Her combinations aren't as crisp. She still doesn't know how to punch the body. Still doesn't know how to throw an uppercut. Um, and has just kind of plateaued for, for, for a long time, for a few years now under Ross Animate. And I think we're just seeing her her age catch up with her now. And she's, you know, in terms of her, her, her physicality and her, her physical attributes, definitely on, on the way. So I, I, I think she left something in the ring with Amanda that night. I, that's I really an interesting think, one, yeah. yeah. I, I think there's definitely a case to be said for that. Like the fifth round was definitely, you know, uh, an attritional round. I'd, you'd be surprised if any fighter would be able to go through that and come out the same at the end of it. Um, so I think there's definitely something to be said for that. But I think um, she's not like adapting like an older fighter has adapted. You know, it's not like when you saw B Hop get older, you saw Mayweather get older. Like these fighters kind of adapted their style, right? And um, relied less on their footwork, maybe became more defensively minded, became, you know, showed a, a ring IQ that developed over the years. And I just, I don't see that really with Katie. Uh, she still fights the same um, style in, in flurries. And, in a kind of amateur style and uh i just don't i don't see her making the required adjustments to be able to beat cameron i think maybe if these two girls fought at the height of their powers when you know katie's you know in her prime then i think maybe she would have enough to beat cameron at the top of her game when her footwork's really where it used to be and her, her combinations are crisp and she's able to get in and out without getting hit or taking too much damage in the process but i think those days are gone and, and cameron is at her peak uh, she's confident now after winning the first fight. She's got a good trainer in, in Jamie Moore. I, I just I don't I don't see this go, going well for Katie. I don't think she'll get stopped. I think it'll go to distance, and I think she'll she'll equip herself well. She's got amazing heart, incredible intangibles like she's her will to win and her defiance and, and going down and getting beaten and her courage is just amazing. Like it never ceases to amaze me, but. I just don't think that she has enough to, to, to win this rematch. Well, I think her team or herself, they, they made an error in the fact that Cameron was willing to go down to 135 for the rematch where Katie could have put all of her titles up on the line, and that interested Cameron. And rather than fighting at 140, where I think we kind of know the outcome, seeing if Cameron has to boil a bit down for those five pounds, I, I, I think that was a more interesting proposition for them that no guarantee that it was a, a favor that would favor them but i think that you know it actually it i mean it might have been they just wouldn't they don't know yeah you don't know is it you know maybe maybe uh 
maybe Katie will regret that if if, if the rematch doesn't go her way. And um, but Cameron doesn't strike to me like she's a you know a Josh Taylor type one forty. You know who's 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 really skinny, who's really tight at the weight, and wouldn't necessarily be able to go down to one thirty five without sacrificing huge amounts. I don't think we'd see like a Chris Eubank Jr. kind of result if she did have to go down, but we don't know. Um, and 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 maybe throwing a curveball like that would have been what the smart thing would have been to do for Katie and not just going straight back into the rematch under the same terms. But like Katie, she's got an amazing self belief. She's a very religious person, as, as as Danny Young alluded to in the in the chat. Uh, like she needs a more upbeat ring walk, and not some gospel music. But that's I was just gonna say if they got you got to change something with the ring walk. Yeah, at least, it's DMX going or something like that. Maybe some Slipknot or something. I don't know. She well, needs Rob Kelly at this point in time. <laughs> like Rob, we need to make get Rob to wrap Katie Taylor to the ring and get everything pumped up. That that's really the missing component of the whole. Katie gets the W cake. Yeah, she's like, but she's got she's got incredible self belief, you know, which comes with being a religious person, right? Um, so she obviously is taking this fight for a reason. She obviously feels that she can do something, but from my untrained eyes. It just seemed like, you know, she had all the the cards stacked for her. You know, the fight was in Dublin. It was her homecoming fight. Sold out arena. Um, you know, apart from moving up to a new weight that she wasn't in before, you know, you, she kind of had all those um, cards playing for her. But I just don't see how, how she turns it around without making huge adjustments. Um... And I just think that at her age, she's probably not able to do that. Um, I think that, I think Michael alluded to, Michael Thompson alluded to in the chat as well. She, a few a few fights ago, she probably should have changed trainers. And I've been saying that as well. That, um, you know, she, she hasn't shown many wrinkles in the, in the, in the program. It's all been the same kind of rinse and repeat style that she, that she, that she'd been known for in the, in the, in the amateurs, you know, and, how many times have you seen her hurt someone to the body? How many times have you seen her throw an uppercut? It's very, very rare. And she just seems, maybe it's a, maybe she does work on these things in the gym. And it's just a thing that when you get into a fight, you revert to type, but uh, it doesn't bode well for, for, for being able to make the changes she needs to make um, in, in the rematch, considering she just doesn't show any progression in her, in her pro career like that. Well, it's, you know, it just goes to show, like, if you're technically sound at the, at this stage in the women's game, especially at 10 twos, when the accumulation of punishment is, you know, roughly only half of what a men's championship fight is, uh, you know, just being technically sound with that amateur background, the ability to, to throw one, two, and, and then maybe turn the corner on a hook or something like that. I mean, you're going to beat 99% of the fighters out there. It's it just, there's just so the, you know, the, 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 there's just such a lack of, of uh, equivalently talented fighters. But again, I mean, that's changing and it's changing rapidly. If Katie was, you know, five years younger, um, I think she would have ran into a much better crop of competition. And I'm not saying that she wouldn't have accomplished the things that she accomplished against that better uh, set of competition, but it would have been nice uh, to, to have to have seen her taken on some of the people that she might have uh, actually inspired to come into the sport. Yeah, definitely. So, 
Yeah, I uh, yeah, like Floyd did as he gets to be an old man. You never know at this rate he might uh, be doing a fight uh, or an exhibition at, at the age of fifty-five against some twenty-year-old young buck. Who knows what's next? Surprising with Big Floyd. Yep, and then uh, in thirty years, uh, maybe we'll uh, end up with a metaverse rematch of Taylor versus Serrano, since we might not get it in this incarnation. Um, but uh, I do believe that that is uh, the uh, wrap up that we have. Um, I'd like to thank everybody that wandered in the chat today. I appreciate you guys. I'd like to thank Joe Kennedy for coming out as well. Um, I think, uh, like I said, we will be back uh, probably sometime in December. Wrap it all up and uh, give some uh, end of the year picks if you might have not caught some fights along the way. Um, but thank you very much to everybody for stopping by and we will see you next time and remember every Sunday a new episode of the Boxing Asylum Nuthouse comes your way live have Woo. a good one bye bye thanks buddy you got it Sports Social Podcast Network <laughs>